You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to this edition. This edition called A Dunce's Hat for Science and the show that got away. Because, yes, we did do a show. I had Guy Searle and Nick and we had a really, really good chat and recorded, oops, we didn't record a really great show because I'm a Muppet and I didn't check the recording was working. What a... <coughs> anyway, ah... Uh, there we go. I'm an idiot. Dunce's cap for me. But uh, we did have a really good chat. We talked about all sorts of things. Uh, of course, we talked about the uh, MacBook 16-inch, uh, the new Apple MacBook Pro, uh, where they fitted a 16-inch screen into uh, what is basically the same chassis. Um, well, actually, it's not really the same chassis, is it? Because they fitted um, a new keyboard, uh, returning to the traditional scissor switch, but apparently not just the old scissor switch, but a new uh, version where the keys have no wobble, apparently. Part of the uh, appeal to Apple of the butterfly keyboard was the fact keys stayed uh, 100% flat when depressed, even if uh, struck off-centre. Uh, apparently, they've done something with this scissor switch keyboard which uh, maintains that uh, key stability whilst increasing the key travel back to a full millimetre, um, which would be nice, I think. Uh, I was never a hater of the butterfly keyboard. I, I thought there was a, a lot of technical expertise went into building it. Unfortunately, of course, it proved to not be reliable. And some people, of course, don't like the minimal travel. Um, anyway, that was uh, you know, a part of the new MacBook. Also, this new MacBook is slightly thicker, slightly heavier. Um, Apple have used that little bit more space to uh, improve thermal performance, to add a bigger battery, and of course to allow for the deeper key travel. Um, we were all very impressed with it, we have to say. None of us will be buying one. Uh, you know, it starts at about two and a half grand, um, and apparently if you spec it all the way up to the absolute maximum, it will set you back just shy of six grand. Uh, but that said, even um, even at that, uh, you know, topped out at eight terabytes of storage, eight terabytes. My God, um, is that really a bad price? I'm not sure it is. Uh, also, of course, this laptop can be specced with up to sixty-four gigabytes of RAM, and for the first time, um, a lot of those people who have been saying repeatedly that you know the Apple MacBook Pro isn't Pro enough have started to say, uh, actually, this Pro keyboard, uh, this Pro MacBook is too Pro for me. I don't need all that power. I don't need all that storage. I don't need a two and a half grand plus laptop. Well, I guess that's a good thing. Perhaps Apple have finally hit, uh, you know, what people uh, have been seeking. That is a MacBook Pro that is too 
pro for them. There we go. Ah, we uh, were pleased to see, of course, the return of the hard uh, hardware escape key. Um, the touch bar is still there, slightly larger, I believe, but it's still there. But the escape key is now returned to its traditional uh, position on the left top of the keyboard with an actual key and the touch id sensor is in the top right hurrah wasn't that hard was it really um bill schiller of course did the rounds telling everybody how wonderful this new machine was um and he was very careful not to slag off the older machines simply to say that this one was newer and better um also of course he told everybody how much research they'd done um into getting this keyboard right the only uh the only kind of downside of that is perhaps you should have done a little bit more of that before you introduced the troublesome butterfly keyboard. There we are. Um, also, I think the general consensus was that uh, perhaps this is a sign that uh, Johnny's, you know, Johnny Ives influence is not exactly being reversed. Uh, we weren't hating on Johnny. He's produced some really, really nice pieces of kit. But uh, perhaps the engineering team now without his, um, you know, direct influence are taking a slightly more pragmatic approach and saying, you know, if we put another half a millimetre space in this case, we could get better thermal dynamics, we could have a full travel keyboard, um, and so on. So does this mean a, you know, an easing off of the Ive, uh, you know, the Ive era? I think it might well do. There we are. Um, what else did we talk about? Uh, Apple News. We talked about Apple News because Apple News is failing to attract new subscribers. Um, 9 to 5 Mac reported on this. Apparently, after the initial launch um, and the onboarding of about 200 to 250,000 subscribers, um, uptake has been, well, pretty disappointing, really. Almost non-existent. Uh, what were our thoughts on that, really? We, uh, we were pretty sure that the real problem with uh, Apple News Plus is it's it's quite expensive. That you know a tenner a tenner a month to uh, get access to all this extra content. And the second part was that really magazines magazines are magazines actually just a dying format. Is it that those who like uh, magazines, you know, for magazines, prefer to have an actual tree version, you know, a real-world collectible, put them in binders and keep them for the next 50 years copies? I think they probably do. Um, and, you know, most of the rest of that sort of content you can get elsewhere. So uh, that led us, of course, to talk about is there going to be this fabled, uh, rumoured Apple Prime bundle? We weren't so sure about, I have to say. Um, not sure at all. Uh, because realistically, what are you trying to do? You would be trying to keep Apple News Plus afloat by, uh, you know, trying to value-added content um, aggregate, not convinced by that. How would Apple make that work? I mean, you've got TV Plus, uh, you've got Music, which is tenor, you've got the News Plus service at a tenor, and you've got the Arcade at another fiver. Now, nobody seems to be thinking that the Arcade would be bundled. Um, because the arcade seems to be quite successful in and of itself. Um, I don't know. Would 
you know, would you be tempted to take the whole bundle if the price was right? But if you knock the price down too much in order to get the buy the whole package, uh, do you have enough money to distribute to the content providers? It's a thorny problem. It's a thorny problem. Overall, um, what is going to happen to Apple News Plus? Well, I thought, I think, that Apple have plenty of money and... Uh, if they wanted to prop up Apple News Plus for, you know, several years, uh, you know, I'm sure the expense would be minuscule uh, in comparison to their sort of, you know, cash hoards. But um, in the long term, I suspect that if Apple News Plus uh, fails to get traction, it will just wither away. Because surely if content providers aren't getting enough uh, return from it, they'll stop contributing. And then the service will become ever weaker as it has less content and uh, will be less appealing. And then either Apple will have to cut price, which isn't really a very Apple sort of thing to do, or they're just going to have to let it die. I suspect if it fails to get traction in the next 18 months, I could see it just withering away. Um, part of its uh, problem to me as well is that the Apple News is really rather good. You don't need, or I have not felt the need, to consider paying to get extra content. I use the Apple News to, um, you know, aggregate headlines for me, which I can uh, then follow out to other sites and so on if the, uh, if the story interests me enough. So, really, is it a case of good enough beats best? Who can say? Um, Safari uh, on iOS 13.3 is going to support uh, NFC, USB and Lightning FIDO 2 compliant security keys. Uh, this, we thought, was uh, a good thing. Uh, probably overdue, to be honest. Uh, previously, Apple have kept the NFC uh, abilities of the iPhone pretty much to their own um, purposes and not allowed anybody else access. Um, in 13.3 beta, that is now available for use with FIDO2 security keys. So that's a good thing. That allows people to use those hardware keys um, and you will be able to use your hardware key if it's NFC enabled by simply touching it to your iPhone. Um, excellent. Another step towards the death of password. Um, there's been a lot of talk of where, as well of late about uh, Apple and their AR, VR no uh, project, which Apple, of course, don't actually talk about. Um, there was this story, a very strange story. Um, I've got a link to the information where apparently Apple had some sort of town hall meeting and uh, had over a thousand Apple employees there where they talked about their roadmap for, um, first of all, um, a sort of VR headset, a full sort of um, PlayStation VR kind of uh, piece of kit. Um, which they were lining up for 2022, which I have to say seems more realistic than the uh, previous rumours of Apple will release smart glasses in 2020. I, I never, I never really went for that. It seemed awfully soon. Um, and that they would follow this with some uh, smart glasses, which are, uh, you know, purely for AR in 2023. Um, although that really interests me and sounds like a possible timeline, the whole Apple, uh, you know, having a town hall meeting to lay out their 
roadmap to their employees just doesn't doesn't seem like a very Apple kind of way of going about things. So we were a bit baffled by that. Um, all in all, we came up with the, you know, best wait and see, I suppose. So there we are. Um, and Apple is apparently fixing an encrypted email on Mac OS because it's not quite as encrypted as uh, it was meant to be. This was on the verge. Um, well, they're fixing it. I guess, again, you know, how did it get through that it's not as encrypted as it should be? I don't know. There we are. Um, that was pretty much what we talked about. Um, and we had a fine old time. But unfortunately, I failed to record it all because I am, as I say, a dunce. But there we go. Um, couple of stories I thought I'd just mention in this short little uh, filler show. Uh, Google is finally rolling out its own RCS in the US. Um, RCS, of course, being their rich chat service. Um, intended to, uh, you know, go up against iMessage. Um, will it catch on? I don't know. They've already uh, rolled out RCS in parts of Europe. Is it catching on? I don't know. I don't know enough people who use Androids um, to be able to... Uh, you know, ask them about it. Um, Microsoft is killing off Cortana for iOS and Android in January, apparently. Um, not surprising, really. Uh, Microsoft saying they're concentrating their Cortana efforts into their, you know, Office 365 offering. And uh, so a standalone app for iOS and Android is, uh, you know, wasted effort. Uh, almost certainly is, I would think. How many people use Cortana on iOS? Um, probably very few, I would thought. Um, there we go. Uh, the worth chirps, I thought this, uh, this time I'd mention a couple of things from the past, which I, uh, have mentioned and tell you they are still working for me. Um, some time ago, I might have, I mentioned I'd had a braided leather lightning charge bracelet, um, which I bought on Amazon for about £15. Um, happy to report it's still working well. I still wear it every day. Um, I have to say that the part where the, um, you know, the two ends, uh, clip together or, you know, lock together is not really as tight as it should be. I've, uh, I've got round that by using a small hairband and uh, doing a lark's head uh, knot over both ends so that I have now um, an elastic kind of safety uh, link. So that should the catch come undone, um, I don't lose my bracelet. But um, I'm still wearing it and I use it most nights to charge my phone. So there you go. Uh, a link to that is in the show notes. Um, also some time ago, I mentioned a product called Lulu, which uh, from a Objective C. Um, it's a similar kind of idea to the very famous and much more fully featured uh, Little Snitch. However, um, for my fairly basic needs, uh, it works absolutely fabulously and it costs nothing. Uh, I'm not taking away from Little Snitch. Little Snitch is a fabulous product. I've used it in the past, but um, it has many, many features which are absolutely fabulous if you require them. But um, if all you really want to do is just check when um, an application is trying to reach out to the internet for information and uh, either approve it, disapprove it or allow it, you know, temporarily act to have access. Um, Lulu does the job perfectly well for no money at all. Um, 
and uh, I also mentioned a few shows ago, I was going to try out LastPass um, as a supplement to, uh, you know, Apple's keychain, which is uh, a pretty good solution in and of itself. Um, I found LastPass, the free version, which, uh, you know, gives one user access, um, not restricted on devices, not like a lot of um, other free solutions. You're, you're free to use it on as many devices as you like, um, but only one user. Um, fabulous. It's a really great product. I'm uh, really glad I installed it. And uh, it's a great supplement to the keychain. Uh, they work, you know, perfectly well uh, side by side. And uh, so there you go. There are three things from the past which I thought were worth mentioning I'm still using. And I have a quick, just a snippet, which I think Mac Jim sent me. Uh, recently, the BBC Future had how airships could return to our crowded skies, uh, which was quite a long and interesting article. Um, doubly interesting, of course, because um, listener and friend of the show and occasional guest Ivor Pope's um, flying bum is, uh, you know, a large part of that article. And, of course, a large part of the possible um, airships of the future. Um, I think, uh, you know, with all this uh, climate emergency and uh, need for much lower carbon, um, I think airships have a good chance to make a big comeback. Um, let's face it, they are um, much, much more uh, ecologically friendly than uh, jetliners. So there we go. That's a, a uh, an article worth uh, having a read of if you're interested in how airships could return to the skies. And that, I think, is enough for uh, this show and uh, sorry I managed to as Guy would say I screwed up um, sorry again um, we'll be back again uh, back to normal hopefully and uh, I'll see you then and I'm going to leave you now with a special interview uh, where Nemo has interviewed the CEO of H2O Audio whose product he reviewed the other week so uh, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Welcome back to Nemo's Hardware Store. We are delighted to have a special guest. Please tell us your name, how you pronounce it, and what company you are from. I'm Christian Rohala. I'm from H2 Audio. And you don't sound like you grew up in Solana Beach. <laughs> That's correct. Uh, I'm originally from Finland, sort of a transplant from Finland. I worked for Nokia for many years. And then started H2Audio in about 2003. Well, we're very impressed with H2O Audio, as we heard two weeks ago on our podcast when I raved about the new Interval. Just tell people really briefly what the Interval hardware is. Well, the Interval hardware is really a way to take your Apple Watch and listen to music and, and really swim and make the most out of your Apple Watch while you're swimming. So it's an underwater way, and you have to take the watch band off the watch, correct? Yes. So essentially, you unclip the watch band, plug it into or clip it into our Interval product. The Interval has built-in waterproof headphones. Next to the Apple Watch, we have Bluetooth. And then uh, you just turn on your music uh, on a sort of offline mode on your Apple Watch and listen to it as you swim laps. How much does it cost? And does it come in different colors? It's in one color, black. There's a promotional price of $99 on our website. It's a normal price of $129. We just launched it and we wanted to get it out quickly to the enthusiasts of our customers and uh, in the community and start getting feedback. Our podcast is based in the United Kingdom. How much does it cost 
to shipping and how much will it cost to purchase it overseas? We offer free shipping to international free shipment, any orders over $99 from our website, from h2audio.com. So only thing you'll have to pay is the, the US dollar price and a possible uh, any duties or taxes that local governments might charge. But that's really it. And that's called the interval. Tell us about your pending app that you're developing that's gonna be a companion to the interval. Our app is called My Swim Tracker. It is a free app to download from the Apple Store. It tracks your swimming as you plug in your interval and it clips onto your goggles and your Apple Watch is obviously on your goggles. So you won't be able to look at your screen. So we wanted to take that experience and track your swimming laps and give you audio lap counting as you swim with the interval. Do people need to order custom earbuds like I see on your website? Well, we try to offer as many as possible regular sort of universal earplugs, but we recognize that some people, it just will not work. So we also offer custom earplugs for that purposes. But 90% of the time, people can find something that fits. And that's why we've provided quite a few different sizes of earplugs with the kit. Now you're located near the Pacific Ocean. So can we use our interval hardware with the Apple Watch in the salt water as well as fresh water? Yes, absolutely. We, in fact, we go and do a lot of our testing, doing also open water testing. Waterproof, it's rated IPX8, and you can take it to 12 feet underwater. It's not for scuba diving, but any swimming, lap swimming, is really designed for that. How did you get around the Bluetooth problem that Bluetooth does not like transmitting audio through water? Well, I'm glad you asked. We've done a lot of research on the propagation of RF underwater and different waters, um, you know, you mentioned salt water or, or pool water. We determined the distance it can go with the power transmitting. And so that's how we came up around the, the solution for the interval. The range from keeping it in your wrist to try to transmit it from your wrist, from the Apple Watch to your ears is too far. The propagation would not succeed in that sense. So that's why you clip your Apple Watch onto your goggles and uh, we're close enough to it within the range so we can we can make it work. If somebody is swimming in a pool and they set their iPhone on the edge of the pool, so they're never more than 20, 30 feet away from the interval, but they don't own an Apple Watch, could they still use the interval as a Bluetooth player if they're swimming laps and not going underwater? Yes, certainly can. You can pair the Bluetooth, uh, pair the interval with your Apple iPhone or any Bluetooth device. Use it as your Bluetooth sort of speaker, if you may. And the caveat is, like you said, if you go underwater, it'll interrupt. But as soon as you're above water, uh, it will reconnect and you'll you'll be able to listen to music. So if you don't have an Apple Watch, it does work. With the Apple Watch, obviously, you get many other benefits. So Tell us about some of the other products on your website. And that website is h2oaudio.com with the number two. Is that correct? Yes, h2o, the letter old, uh, audio.com. Let's hear about the stream and the float speaker. We're interested in both of those. Yeah, so the stream, it's actually stream two, uh, which is our latest updated version of our MP3 player. As you are aware, the Apple iPod shuffle got discontinued, and we had a lot of people who wanted to take a small MP3 player and exercise and swim. That's why we developed the stream player. It is a iTunes compatible, so you can drag and drop iTunes music um, straight into the memory. It also has a Bluetooth receiver, as we uh, talked just there. You can also stream music to it, so it can act as a Bluetooth receiver. And it comes with our uh, Surge Plus waterproof headphones that are 
custom developed for swimming. Very good. So that's an option for somebody who either doesn't want to take the band off their watch or doesn't have an Apple watch. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. Float is more, it is a waterproof Bluetooth speaker that um, also we provided with the big suction cup that is industrial grade and it keeps you entertained. It receives music. Uh, it also acts as a true wireless sort of stereo. So you can actually pair two two of the floats and create a stereo experience. It is a waterproof Bluetooth speaker. You can drop it in the pool, but like we discussed, the distance underwater, the sound isn't really going to, well, the RF propagation doesn't really work well underwater. So it's more of the top of the water on the pool deck, beach parties, and so on. And one interesting thing about it, it looks very small, but what we've done and and a lot of our technologies around acoustics as well, so we've developed the sound quality is phenomenal. It has a really big bass that you wouldn't really believe by the size it looks. How much does it cost and what colors does it come in? I believe it's $99. We have a promotion of it at the moment. It's $79. Good. And does that come in other colors? Just one color, one black and with a little blue detail. And what about the stream? How do you attach that to your body? And how much does that cost and what colors does that come in? The stream comes in one color. It's blue. It has a little clip on the back of the player. Uh, the clip rotates and grabs onto your swim goggles, your shorts, your collar, your shirt. Uh, so it's very universal attachment. The price depends on what kind of headphones you want to combine it with. If you combine it with a, our Surge Plus uh, headphones, uh, it's $99 or 129 depending on which type of headphones you really want to include with it. And please tell us what's next. What do we have to look forward to in addition to your app and your interval in 2019, 2020, please? Well, we're working on three new products, and I'd love to come back to your podcast and tell them once they're ready. We're a little bit like Apple. We don't want to tell about it before they're ready. But I can let you know about the app, the My Swim Tracker. We are uh, fiercely working on it. It is uh, currently in beta mode, uh, and we're getting more and more uh, feedback on it. But something that you can imagine is we'll have some content such as uh, swim workouts that uh, will coach you. An enhanced app. So we definitely invite you back on. Tell everybody your name, the name of the company, and the website, and the particular product that you're proudest of that I'm testing. My name is Christian Rahola. I'm from H2 Audio. The Interval Swim Headphones for Apple Watch is our latest and greatest product. Good. I want to thank you for the swim cap, the beautiful white swim cap with your name on it that I gave to my wife. As a matter of fact, she took it from me and I'll never see it again unless it's on her head. She wore it (laughs) swimming the other day and she absolutely loves it. So congratulations on your white swim cap. I believe that's also for sale, as are the black goggles. They really suction onto my head. I have a slightly broad nose at the top. So even though your goggles were wonderful for me, they were they pinched that upper part of my nose a little bit. So if you decide to come out with another model, another version of those goggles, if you could have a wide nose version, you probably sell twice as many to the wide nose community. Thanks very much for the feedback. We appreciate it. That wraps up Nemo's hardware store for this week. We are delighted to have Christian and H2O Audio on as a special guest, and we'll definitely have you back. Meanwhile, let's go swimming, and let's talk about getting some of your other products reviewed. Nemo's Hardware Store, the Essential Apple Podcast. Back next week. (laughs) 
listening to the essential apple podcast and i'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both patreon and the pinecast tips jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show Uh, or even if you're really keen you could set up a recurring payment and thank you very very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh... Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I've forgotten. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. Five, four, three, two, one. And we are go. Go, wait, go where? The commercial guy. We're recording a commercial for the MyMac.com podcast. Ah, so we're recording the podcast now. Well, well, no, not now. At the moment, we're recording this commercial. So when do we go? Go where? I don't know. You started this whole go thing. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. We have no idea what we'll say next. again another time. Until then, goodbye.